You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity. We have Tiny back in studio from vacation. He's tan, he's rested, (laughs) he looks good. Uh, How's things going? Uh, Well, everything's going. Going fine. Going swimmingly, yes. I guess. All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm glad you enjoyed the beach. Uh, that's always a fun place to go, especially in Alabama. Best beaches in the world, really. Yeah. Down on the Gulf Coast. So, I mean, Jimmy uh, Buffett wrote a song about it. So yeah, right. What more do you want? He lives down there. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he's like the beach dude. So, yeah, yeah. you know, whoever you are that's listening to this that just said, well, wherever I live has better beaches, I would ask why Jimmy Buffett doesn't live there. <laughs> Because he does live in Alabama on the Gulf, so. And his sister's got a pretty nice restaurant called Lulu's down there. We've been there. Yeah, I'm pretty much a staple for anybody yeah, you who can. goes down there. If you go to Gulf Shores, you got to eat at Lulu's. Yeah, it's just gotta go it's a requirement. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good little food down there. Uh, you got any stories uh, that are of merit this week? Well, there was a man who was in a motorcycle accident. He was thrown 300 feet, and his arm is still missing. Oh, wow. So, man. That's rough. That's bad. Yeah, that is bad. Um, I got a, I got a few beach stories, one about sharks and one about dolphins. Uh, <laughs> we'll hit those a little later. I thought we would start out, though, um, talking about Dixie's football pride, the Alabama Crimson Tide, who last night dominated – 51 to 14, the Louisville Cardinals, uh, avenging our 1990 Fiesta Bowl loss of 34 to 7 to Louis, <laughs> to Louisville. Yeah. And, uh, Browning Nagel, their quarterback. Howard Snellenberger was a Bear Bryant disciple, was their coach back then. And so I was just glad to finally get that monkey off our back. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to address was the fact that Nick Saban completely went off on the sideline reporter, not once, but twice. Once before the game and once after the game. Which I would like to point out is not exactly uncharacteristic. No, no, so no. I yes. don't know why we're all making a big deal about it now. Well, I, I think the but, the biggest part is that she's a lady, you know. Yes. And we should all, as Southerners, be polite to, to women, of course. But if he had been telling off uh, Kirk Herbstreet, yeah, you know, this yeah, wouldn't be a no, story. Nobody would care. Right, yes. People called for him, his, his apology and all that. And apparently like, a lot of other teams' fans called for his resignation yes right yeah they're really <laughs> bad and like i said earlier um coach saban and i know you listen coach saban as you're driving into work every morning um i would have to say you seem like uh, a pretty mean guy like you're just not a happy dude in general um and really i mean just to put it bluntly i mean you seem like a butthole and uh 
but you get, you but, get but the I'm job so, done. Yeah, I'm so glad you coach for my football team. <laughs> like I would, I would much rather you coach our football team than anyone else's. So, but uh, and apparently last night Saban did uh, call Maria Taylor, who is a reporter's name, and apologize for his conduct. I, I, I guess Miss Terry got on him once, <laughs> probably once they got back to the hotel or something. I can't believe you would do that. People were certainly really mad about it. Um, let me find my article So, here. I was about to say, what were his comments that were so controversial? I mean, obviously, I, I heard it, but I'm asking for yeah. the audience here. Well, he said, well, mm-hmm. before the game first, he asked, she asked, hey, who's going to be the quarterback? We have Tua and we have Hurts, and there's been controversies since the final play of the national championship game until now. Who's going to be your starting quarterback? And Saban said, well, if you wait about 30 seconds, you'll find out because <laughs> we're about to kick off right now and we're getting the ball. And so if you just you And this just is wait. a question that he has been dodging through yeah. the entire oh, yeah. offseason. Yeah, right. Every, every time a microphone has been put in front of him, he's been asked who's yeah, going to be the quarterback. Who he's going to go with? Who's going to go with? Which quarterback controversies are nothing new at Alabama. We've had them with, uh, I mean, Philip Sims and mm-hmm. A.J. McCarron. We had them back, Andrew Zow, Tyler Watts. I mean, there have been quarterback controversies for forever at Alabama. So it's nothing new for people in this state. We spend the summer talking about who's going to be the quarterback. But, but I feel like the how can I how can I put this the the perception of most fans out there is that our freshman quarterback, who's I guess sophomore this year, yeah, right, sophomore. Is, the perception is he's way better yeah. than our starter. Yeah. Because he threw a good pass and won an extra yeah, championship. Threw a good pass. Now, like I said, the <laughs> yes. play before that, he took a 16-yard <laughs> sack in which the guy who sacked him fell down, got back up, came and sacked him, and he didn't like get rid of the ball or anything. But, yes. yes. So, the perception is that Tua is the better quarterback. Now, after this game, I think it's probably the reality. You yeah, know? I, I I tend to think that as yeah. well. After last night, yeah. I wasn't decided before. Right. But after last night, yeah. I have to agree. That's kind of, at least that's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's he, my perception yes. as well. I feel like it's everybody's. Yes. Which led Maria Taylor after the game to ask Coach Saban, who in a 51-point loss was as mad as I've ever seen him in any game <laughs> ever. I don't know if you remember uh, – I don't remember who, who which defensive end got a personal foul penalty. It was like third down. Yes. We had stopped him. Then he got a personal foul penalty. And when he went to the sideline, I thought Saban was going to, like, chew him up. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, just bite him because he was so mad at him. And then they went on to score. We got two players hurt on that drive, you know, and I was just like, man, I feel sorry for that dude. <laughs> you know, he's going to hear it. He's going to be running or whatever. So he was like just mad the whole game. Our kicker, you know, yeah. is blowing kicks. Like, did you hear what he said always. when they went in the half? You know, they were up four touchdowns, exactly. and he yeah. said they asked him, and he was like, "Well, we've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, that's right. We've <laughs> got to do better." Yeah. He said, "You yeah, know, we're not running the ball effectively." And also, he said, "You know, Jalen had an opportunity to." to yeah. make some plays, and he wasn't able to capitalize on it. Fortunately, the other team wasn't able to capitalize right. on our mistakes. Yeah. And then the announcers are like, yeah, don't let that fourth touchdown <laughs> lead fool you. They got a lot of mistakes to work on. mistakes to work on. <laughs> so after the game, we win 51-14. to Maria Taylor asked him, hey, coach, what did you figure out about your quarterbacks tonight? You know, kind of saying, who's, who, who's going to be your starter going forward or whatever? And Saban replied – not very calmly, but, uh, well, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team all right. You know, he says, all right, all the time. 
So why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to, so quit asking. <laughs> and she, I must say, very professionally was like, okay, so what about the running game? Where, you know, like she's moved <laughs> yeah. into the next question. But everybody got all up in arms because the saving was mean to her. Clearly, she was trying to entrap him there. Sure. I, well, <laughs> of course, I'm looking through it in crimson-colored glasses. <laughs> yes. What you want him to do is come out and go, well, Tua had the better game. We're going to go forward with him as our starter. And then you have a whole week of what's Jalen going to do? Is he going to yeah. take a red shirt and sit this mm-hmm. year out so he can transfer and have a year of eligibility? Or is he going to go ahead and immediately transfer or whatever? And I feel like Saban also knows that our whoever our starting quarterback is can go down at any time. Tua That's took true. some hits last night, and he's a little old bitty guy, comparatively speaking, to Jalen. So if, he could get hurt. And God he, forbid something happens to you know to, Tua. Yeah. It would be awfully nice to have a quarterback yeah, that took you to two national right. championships right there waiting. That's only lost two games ever <laughs> yes. in his whole career to be your backup. Yeah, yeah that's pretty – Pretty sound if you're a football coach. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Saban was not in a good mood. Oh, and at his press conference, he came in and was like, you know, I'm pretty mad. I don't remember the exact quote. I'm sure it's probably a cuss word in there somewhere. <laughs> he normally is. But he's like, I'm pretty mad. So y'all just need to know that. You better watch out or something like that when he's talking to reporters. <laughs> so, of course, reporters just get all up in arms because that's what reporters do is they just get up in arms. Right. And um, they were really mad at him. So. Anyways, that's the breakdown of the post-game Alabama controversy. I I wish I could take credit for it, but I saw a post on Facebook where someone said that uh, Ms. Terry asked him if he wanted bacon or sausage with his eggs one morning, and he said, why do you keep trying to get me to say something bad about one of them? I like bacon and sausage both. Quit asking me, because I'm not going to say something bad about either one of them. (laughs) The fact that, that he was, I mean, we were up. Really, they didn't score that last touchdown until the fourth quarter, like not much more far before it ends. So we were up like 51 to seven mm-hmm. for the majority of the third and fourth quarter. And the fact that he was just, I mean, he looked like he was going to have a, an aneurysm at some points, just hollering yeah. at people and everything. And you're just like, man, that's why we pay him so much. That's you know? true. That's why our team's way better than a lot of other teams on a consistent basis. And for all the hate that Alabama gets, for, you know, Saban and hollering at reporters and just being Saban. It sure feels nice when you win a lot of games. I'll just say that much. I'll say this. When you win a lot of games, I think that that's when you can be mean yeah, to reporters. Right. If, yes. Yeah. If Alabama wasn't winning like they were, no. he yeah. he would not be able to take no. that kind of tone Mike Shula the press. Could, <laughs> Mike Shula could not take that tone in the press. No. Neither could Mike DuBose. So. <laughs> Let me quickly say, we everyone outside of uh, – everyone who's not a fan yeah, of Alabama, right. we apologize there's for people, taking, yeah, there's, what, 13 minutes here <laughs> to talk about our team. Yeah. People well, I will say that – I've looked at the download numbers, and the majority of our audience is local. Yeah. So we're kind of playing yeah. to our base here. But, hey, everyone outside our, yeah, so of our Alabama. Philippine guy you know, that listens, <laughs> yes. he has no idea what we're talking and about. And everyone out there, you know, pulling for other teams, hey, congratulations. Auburn, they were able to eke out a win yeah, yesterday. Right. I don't hate any team. <laughs> I, I, I actually I don't hate Auburn. I got a lot of friends and family that went to Auburn, have a lot of respect for Auburn University and what they do for our state. I love them. The only team I really dislike in all of college football is the Oregon Ducks. So. <laughs> all the other ones are cool. All the other ones are great. 
But Oregon's just like a trash program. <laughs> gimmicky. Gimmicky is what we say down here. They're gimmicky. Gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Auburn. Love LSU. LSU is the most fun group of fans in the world. I love I used them. to say forever, if I couldn't be an Alabama fan, yeah. I would be an LSU fan. Oh, yeah, fan. totally. LSU's awesome. And then y'all went and got rid of Les Miles. So <laughs> well, y'all, kind of, y'all ruined it. Coach O's pretty good, man. Coach O's an entertaining dude. I love is, Coach O. Yeah. I don't know that he's not that, as entertaining yeah. as Miles. I don't know that he's that great of a coach, but he's a He's fun. He's fun to listen to because you have to like somebody did it. I don't know if we discussed this. They use the YouTube translator on one of Coach O's press conferences. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life because even the translator can't make out what he's saying. So he's just got that deep Louisiana accent, and if you're not from down around here, you're certainly not going to understand him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah. So sorry for all our uh, soccer fans and rugby fans in the world. Um, it's just football season. Football's yeah. back. We had to talk a little bit about it. And all you people out there who think that, you know, that football is is uh, soccer, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's soccer. At least here it's not, right. <laughs> yes. Which soccer players make more money than anybody else in the world. So if you have a kid, you might want to encourage him to play soccer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but not here in, in yeah, America. Yeah, not in America. Yeah, <laughs> he needs America. to go to Europe if he's going to make the big bucks. Yes. Yeah. yeah, in America they're making like WNBA salaries, so. All right, let's hurry up and uh, get to another story before <laughs> roll we... tie. By the way, just <laughs> we'll end that out with roll tie. <laughs> yes, I may have to trim that down a little. <laughs> Evil paraglider flying low over Sussex seafront, shouting abuse at people. Police say his language foul and obscene. Says victim. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's, that's almost poetic. Though. It is. It really is foul and obscene. <laughs> yes. Police are hunting a rogue paraglider who intimidates people by flying low over a Sussex seafront and shouting abuse. Officers at Becks Hill on Sea have received more than a dozen complaints about the man's airborne antisocial behavior in the past two years. The aggressive paraglider launches from Galley Hill, which overlooks the town's beach he is also accused of causing criminal damage and obstructing roads criminal damage sounds like that'd be serious <laughs> yeah yeah not normal damage criminal yeah, criminal damage. damage yes sussex police and the civil aviation authority have launched a joint investigation into the man's behavior the police spokesman said over the past two years sussex, sussex police have received reports of the paraglider causing criminal damage obstructing the highway, being abusive and hostile towards members of the public, and generally behaving in an antisocial manner. So this guy, I'm not sure. It says paraglider, Mm -hmm. but from some of the photos, I'm not sure if this is a hang glider or if this is a guy with a parachute and a fan strapped on his back. Yeah. But apparently he's just flying really low over people and he's shouting, I guess, curse words at people. (laughs) Well, look, I'm going to tell you a... uh... A pretty good BB gun to clear this problem up real quick. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, this is this is uh, Sussex. So yeah, you can't have a gun over there. You have nothing Anything. there. <laughs> Can you get fireworks? Is a Roman candle will work, too. <laughs> you know, you just imagine just pelting him with a Roman candle as he flies over. It says here, drivers who park their cars on Galley Hill are said to be prime targets for the paraglider. Some of his victims say they now avoid the hill to keep clear of him. He is evil, said Richard Porter. His language foul and obscene. We fell foul of him on more than one occasion. My wife will no longer go up there in case he is there. He flies really low, and he's a social nuisance. <laughs> so this guy's just, I mean, yeah. I can imagine if you have small kids, you probably don't yeah, want to hear that kind of language that. and right. stuff. But, well, you know, otherwise, 
is it fair to call ugly words abuse? I don't know. Well, I mean, it is England where things are a little <laughs> different than they are over here. Right. I mean, if you go to New York City, you'll get cussed out and people are being friendly to you. You know, right. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. But um, I feel like, yeah, they have, probably have a different uh, view of curse words than we do. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, you know, they probably consider some words commonplace that here in the South, at least, we would consider curse words. Uh, but... I mean, if I was there and he was flying over cussing, I, I'd just pick up some rocks and start throwing them at him. Or what? I mean, like, has no one thought of that? Like, if we get thirty people to band together, we're gonna—he ain't gonna fly over us too long. You know, he's definitely not gonna be flying low. Right? Yeah, yeah, he ain't gonna get low enough for me to do that. He's gonna have to go get a bullhorn and add right. that to his exactly. arsenal. I mean, let's just let's eliminate this problem, guys. <laughs> then, of course, like my luck, I would throw a rock and it would like hit his little fan, and then he comes plunging to his death, and I'm charged with. And murder. then you're the bad guy. Yeah, right. I'm the murder. I'm the dude. All because I don't want my kids to hear him say cuss words. Which this is why you homeschool your kids. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't homeschool. Police have uh, they have come out and said that we would like to hear from anyone who has seen or experienced aggressive or disturbing approaches from this man. Okay. Local Chancellor Ian Holdage told the Independent, "People come here to enjoy a a quiet retirement coastal area, and they want it as such." They don't want particularly people hang gliding. So to start yeah. with, we don't want people hang right. gliding. No, yeah. <laughs> We've got enough seagulls here without humans doing it as well. <laughs> uh, Rother District Council said it has had numerous interactions with the paraglider in the past few years. A spokesman added, most recently we received a complaint in July from a member of the public who felt endangered when he was taking off from Galley Hill. Our staff have also witnessed him flying low along the seafront in Beck's Hill, which is some up somewhere else. Yeah. Coastal staff have been advised not to approach him, but to collect evidence and report any incidents to the police. So what kind of evidence is this guy leaving behind? I don't know. You know? Well, they didn't mention I guess that we got enough seagulls doing that around here. Maybe he's <laughs> maybe he's number two and I don't know. I mean I guess they could video him. That would yeah, be evidence. True. Yeah. Very true. Uh See if there's anything else in here. There is a bylaw restricting taking off and landing along the area of the seashore, and we're currently collecting evidence of any contraventions, and we will liaise with the police to support their investigation. Hmm. Man, the British, they just have such a rich understanding of uh, yeah. <laughs> of their language. Yeah, right. What's amazing is we are speaking the same language as them. <laughs> yes. You know, and it's not like they say aluminum for aluminum. You know, and you're just like, man, how did we get that far apart, you know, in such a short time? Yeah, that's true. Which I did read a study one time that said the South actually speaks the closest to Queens English than any other region in the United States. So Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Alabama's... Take an- that, y'all. That's right. Take that, y'all. <laughs> Alabama's ancestral makeup is like the largest as far as Caucasian population mm-hmm. uh, ancestors are traced back to England. So, you hmm. know, there's a lot of uh, Irish and Scots in, you know, Appalachia, but right. Alabama's mainly English. I think 23% or something like that. Huh. Just by the year, by the way, next year, December 14th of next year will mm-hmm. be our 200 year anniversary as a state. So wow. just in case anybody didn't know that out there, you're looking to plan a party or something. <laughs> yeah. I would like to say that uh, my, my ancestry is primarily Irish, Okay, 
So, yeah. you know, being Sullivan. Yeah, so that's true. Now yeah. I feel kind of out of place, you know. I'm, I'm mainly English, so, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I'm not going to have to worry about you uh, coming over there and enslaving me. <laughs> I will say, I will say, I can't remember his name, but one of my ancestors was a king of England, so. Uh, wow. Yeah, and there's some there's some Scottish mixed in, but uh, not much, not as much as English. But, uh, I mean, we can get all the way back. We got, you know, because mainly they came out of Germany and settled mm-hmm. England, so I can go all the way back on my dad's side to Germany on them, but I would mainly be considered English. So I know at my house we try not to talk about our German <laughs> ancestors too much. <laughs> Germans got a bad rap. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. They got a bad rap. A little rap. bit. I tried to take over the world twice, <laughs> killed a bunch of Jews. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why I claim English. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, fascinating discussion for people out there about our ancestry. I know they were enthralled. So we've talked about Alabama football and our ancestral makeup. But yeah, that's just I. I don't know what your motivation is to go and curse out a bunch of people in a retirement community. Like, from the sky. From the sky. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's so impressive. It's, <laughs> he, he's not going to, you know, it's not like he's standing on the side of a hill just screaming at people. Yeah, he's, right. He's doing it from the air. He's doing it from above, which is, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he gets points for difficulty for that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know why you would do that. But I, feel I would like think if be, you were good at hang gliding, that would be enough of a hobby yeah, to keep right. you entertained. You wouldn't have to <laughs> yeah spice it up. <laughs> it's like that just doesn't do it. I also got to curse people while That's I'm doing right. it. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't really know. I, I would like to, to interview that dude and just be like, what, what's what's your thought process yeah. here? You know? Hey, if you are the, uh, the Sussex... Yeah. We get uh, some downloads in England. Do we have a... Does he have a name? Has the media named him yet? I don't know. Ooh, maybe we should come up one. We should. One for him. If you are the Sussex Beach... Uh, Paracusser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you are the Sussex Paracusser, please write... Or please leave us a voicemail. That sounds like he's disabled. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Paul Paul was in a wreck, now he's Paracussed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, well, moving along. Speaking of homeschooling that I mentioned a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, this comes from AL.com. Tag, kickball, Red Rover, musical chairs uh, are games deemed unappro- inappropriate by Alabama School Board. So here we are. Uh, physical education teachers in Alabama should avoid such recess. Re- this is because I went to school in Alabama, <laughs> by the way. I can't read this. You, don't, you got hit too hard in Red Rover That's when you were right. That's exactly read. right. <laughs> Uh, Alabama uh, physical education teachers in Alabama should avoid such recess staples as tag, dodgeball, and duck duck goose due to the game's lack of physical stimulation and high chance of embarrassment for students, according to the guidance document from the Alabama State Department of Education. It's completely up to you which games you play. There is no directive about which games you can and cannot play, Superintendent Ed. Eric Mackey said in Montgomery, go back, tell your principals to take care of their own PE problems, please. So, uh, Auburn University of Montgomery shared a post on social media about this. Hmm. Um, then it set off like this whole firestorm right. on, on Facebook and Twitter. Um, this The documented first post, first posted two years ago, but updated this week, was shared on Tuesday by AUM. 
uh, and quickly spread across social media. The document has since been removed from the Alabama State Department of Education website. However, much of it remains in the Alabama Physical Education Instructional Guide, which is still available online. As of uh, 1.12 p.m., AUM had removed the document from its Facebook page. A screenshot of the post is below, which shows that it says, I want to bring your attention to the document that has been posted on the state of Alabama uh, Department of Education's physical education webpage for two years. The document uh, is called ALSDE Inappropriate Activities, Games, and Practices. These activities, games, and practices that the ALSDE have identified that are highly recommended not to be allowed in physical education programs in Alabama schools due to high likelihood of injury, no standards in the Alabama course of study, um, physical education that supports and justifies the game or activity, example, dodgeball, any variation of dodgeball, or by any other name, which was, I was in school, we called it murder ball. <laughs> and like maybe about fifth grade, they had to change it to dodgeball. But murder ball is like, yeah. that sounds so cool. It does. We called it sting ball. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, sting they did. Ball? That, okay, yeah. that's what they switched it to. I couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah, they switched it to sting ball. Yeah, but it was just dodgeball. And let me also say this, when you, no kid out there doesn't want to play dodgeball, or right. at least not many of them, at yeah. least when I was a kid. Right, everybody loved it. When the PE coach said, what do y'all want to play? Everybody, yeah. except with just one or two people yeah. who didn't have to play if they didn't well, want to, but everybody just, wanted to play sting ball. They just stood in the back, took a ball to the face, and went and <laughs> sit down, yeah. right? Uh, it says they have the potential to embarrass or single out a student in front of the class, uh, focus on eliminating students from participation, Overemphasis overemphasizes fun with no purpose or objective, and lack <laughs> emphasis on skill development. Fun with no purpose or objective. I thought that's what fun was all about. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, anyways, this is a very long article. Yoga is one of the things that is recommended not to do. Which I don't know of a PE class that's doing yoga. Maybe like in Mount Brook or somewhere. <laughs> But you're not in any county school. They're not doing <laughs> yoga, I don't guess. You know, this whole story, I mean, we expect things like this out of California yeah. and Massachusetts and states like that. Yes. But this is our own backyard, dude. This is Alabama. Right. Well, what's funny is some of the descriptions they give of these games. So this is Duck, Duck, Goose, mm -hmm. a game of minimal participation. The chosen goose attempts to get up from a sitting position and try to catch the ducker who only has to go about 60 feet and already had a full running head start. Everyone just sits and screams at ear-shattering pitch and decibel levels. So that's probably pretty accurate. Um, <clears throat> there's also another one called Giant Elves and Giants, Elves, and Wizard. We never played that. Me either, but I like that name. <laughs> we need to ask John Horton. He might know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> it says also known as Cranes and Crows, and this is uh, similar to – Team tag. So I remember I Sharks and Minnows. That was yeah, like a pool right. game. Yeah, this is a pool yeah. game. It's probably that on land. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, everyone went nuts in Alabama about this, you know, of course. You get a lot of participation trophy talk <laughs> and all that because everybody has to talk about participation trophies. But uh, apparently, you don't have to. These are not being suspended. It's at the discretion of each school yeah. whether they should do them or not. So. Just interesting to hear from everybody. I know Red Rover and Stingball, those were two of two 
of the few games I was really, really good at yeah. when I was in elementary school. I would really yeah. hate to see those right. go away. I, I no one say, ever said Santani over right. when we were playing. I want to say my mom got knocked unconscious playing Red Rover one time. <laughs> she told me that. Yeah. But yeah, we played Sting Ball or Murder Ball all the time. Mm-hmm. It was so fun, you know. And for a kid like me who was little, I, my skill was dodging. I mean, yeah. that was really the only athletic skill I was good at. Was yeah, my skill was preservation. Catching, yeah, but, okay. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I I excelled and I was always in one of the last few in mm-hmm. and I felt great you know, but and then you buddy up with somebody who can throw it yeah right you know and and you're you're winning then because <laughs> yeah. if you get the guy on the other side who's really good at throwing to throw at me mm-hmm. and the thrower times his throw so he can't dodge when he releases the ball because he's throwing at me he's in his follow through you can get a lot of people out that way yeah. And uh, and we made a living in fourth and fifth grade doing that, or third and fourth grade doing that. Because, yeah, it changed the sting ball, I think, fifth grade. Because I remember Coach Wright having a conversation, like, like we, we can't, can't call, call it. it murder ball anymore, guys, <laughs> you know. And everybody's like, oh, which makes sense. I mean, you don't want to be calling something murder ball with elementary kids but yeah you do though that sounds so awesome <laughs> at least if you're in if yeah. you're the if you're the kid there yeah you absolutely right do. well imagine right now you you're walking down the street and you see a flyer like sign up for the murder ball league that's going to pique your interest <laughs> yes. you know you're going to be like i wonder what that's all even about. if you don't want to join yeah. you want to watch it yeah exactly <laughs> totally it's like a, a game they play during the purge so <laughs> yeah yeah Anyway, so everybody in Alabama, calm down. We can still play dodgeball and duck, duck, goose and all that. The just Department of Education is saying you don't have to play them because there's not any real um, merit or skill that's set that comes along with it. So, you know, I guess that's all part of the – I don't know what you want to say. All part of the – I don't want to say what I'm yeah. thinking. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah. But everyone knows what we're the thinking. The dumbing down. Yeah, of- the dumbing down of <laughs> – America. Physical education. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think it's that big a deal. Probably not. As everyone will make it. I mean, kids will get outside and just run around. And they don't have to play any game. They'll just run. Just to run. Because yeah. they can. You know, like, I don't get out and run because I can. I will die. <laughs> like, not be able to breathe and stuff. But, How much longer can kids play cops and robbers before that's shut down? Yeah, I don't you know. know. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Cowboys and Indians is already out, you know. I was about to say, yeah. we played Cowboys and Indians. Yeah. That is out. I think out. everybody did. That is totally out. That's out. Yeah. Out, That's, out, out. That is not cool anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> not cool anymore. <laughs> Move on to this next story. Woman who said her dog was vegetarian is proved wrong in seconds. Okay. A woman who was raising her dog as a vegetarian was left speechless on live TV after her pet chose meat over vegetables. (laughs) Womp womp. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy Carrington decided to put Storm the Husky on a meat-free diet this summer. Oh, Husky. Yeah. Husky. They're definitely the wrong dog. That's too close to a wolf to declare it. I mean, maybe like a Dotson or something. Like his great great grandpa was, yeah, you know, it was like a wolf. People. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? 
Oh, you picked the wrong dog, lady. <laughs> uh, put him on a meat-free diet this summer when she started to go off her food. She believed the animal wanted to be vegetarian, so she purchased... <laughs> Why did she think that? Because <laughs> people are weird. They think they can talk to their dogs, you know? Yeah. Like, their dogs are like, yeah. She purchased meat-free dog food and served up leftover vegetables. Oh, the dog was just like... Oh. I bet he was about ready to... Yeah, he's going to run away. Every time that door was open, he's thinking, I'll make a break for it. <laughs> he's ready to get him a lawyer. <laughs> oh, I can't believe she would do that. However, during an appearance on this morning, the dog headed straight for a bowl of meat, <laughs> barely considering the carrots and peas just centimeters away. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what I think the funniest thing about this story is how shocked she was. I'm sure. That this happened. Yes. You know, like if I'm, I would have been shocked if he did pass up the meat. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's a dog. Of course he's going to pick the meat. Like you said, he's one step away yeah. from full-blooded I mean, wolf. A, he's a husky. I mean, you, golly, lady, you really you judged this whole situation wrong. Storm was given the option to decide between the bowls after vet Scott Miller, who was also on the show, said that the diet change was denying the dog choice. Mm-hmm. So he's the voice of oh, reason yeah. how, on the show. How dare you take choice away from this dog? Host Emin Holmes replied, You say dogs can't make the choice, but on this program they can make the choice. Seconds later, Storm was woofing down chunks of meat. (laughs) (laughs) Ms. Carrington, who is not a vegetarian herself, said, Oh, you little, I didn't swear. In fairness, the weather has cooled down quite dramatically. What's that yeah, got to do with it? <laughs> so what, because it's cooler outside, he, he wants to, to go eat a little meat. steak? I don't know. <laughs> says here, uh, there's some tweets coming. I am roaring at Storm, the vegetarian dog, eating all the meat. Uh, that poor dog, Storm, is loving the meat, and the owner just feeds him a veggie diet, but unfair on the dog, I think. <laughs> ha, 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 yes, Storm, point proven, brilliant, Taste meat tastes like murder, and let's face it, murder tastes pretty darn good. <laughs> During the summer months, she just went off her food. Strangely, I'm certainly not one of those. I'm not vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. Far from it, though I have reduced my meat consumption. She was later accused of animal cruelty by dozens of viewers. I don't know about that. <laughs> one said, animal cruelty, dogs are carnivores, which they're technically omnivores, Yeah, right? I think they're omnivores. Yeah, they eat some... Yeah, yeah they know, eat grain. Yeah, now a, a cat... Of- Straight up carnivore. It's not going to eat vegetables and stuff. It doesn't really like vegetables. No. No. She said, if this is what she wants, then obviously I'm going to adapt accordingly. So after she's embarrassed on live TV, she says, (laughs) all right, I guess we'll have to change his diet again. Well, here's the thing. This lady has no friends at all. (laughs) Except Storm. And he don't like her no more. (laughs) Well, if she would have had a friend, they would have went to her and been like, look. You know, do not go on TV and <laughs> yes. do this. You know, like you're going to get embarrassed on TV in front of millions of people. You Don't can bring this. this up in prayer group and yeah. people might <laughs> laugh about it later, <laughs> but, but yeah. they're not going to make fun of you. Right. Here, try an experiment out at home before you go on That's TV. That's a good point. You know? If you're going to if you're gonna do this, why would you not? Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, why would you not do that beforehand? Yeah, just throw out some hamburger meat and see what happens. But, <laughs> you know, I've yet to meet a dog who doesn't like meat. You know, I mean, they all do. Right. I mean, I, that's just part of being a dog, I guess, you know. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because 
that's kind of in their DNA to be mm-hmm. that way. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, she was denying this dog freedom of choice, <laughs> which, I mean, I'm not like a super pet lover. You know, you do whatever, feed your dog whatever you want to, as long as you're not As long as she's not starving. Yeah, yeah. you're not starving on them. Ain't no big deal. But I just can't believe that somewhere along the way, somebody was not like, hey, Susan, or whatever her name was, do not, do not go. <laughs> you have a husky. And which... Whole other sidebar, people who have Huskies in Alabama, I, I tend to think you're kind of cruel because it is so hot down here. <laughs> yes. I saw somebody walking one on campus the other day, and I was like, man, that dog is used to running. You know, it's bred to run in snow. Yeah. And we got it down here in, like, soupy 95-degree weather. That seems a little extreme, you know. And, like, in the wintertime, the highs are still, like, in the 50s. Right. It's not know, even, this is in, this is in December. Hot. That dog's December. still hot in December. You <laughs> yes. Know? Yeah. That's a whole other sidebar <laughs> uh, about college kids with their dogs I can get into. Like people get big labs and they stay in a 400-square-foot apartment. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I love my dog. And I'm like, no, your dog needs to be out running around in the the woods and swimming and stuff or right. whatever that's i don't want to get on all of that but yeah just that nobody would say like look he's a husky he's like two steps away from a wolf and <laughs> he's going to like the meat you know do not go on tv <laughs> yes but you know people are uh people are weird i guess um and just like kids i mean you know i guess a lot of times we like to take our values and impress them yeah on on, our, on others yes. but especially Right. Our, I guess now we've just taken it one step further, and now the lady's trying to impress her values on her pet. Yes. Yeah, but. well, and, you know, I I don't remember who I heard say it, but it's like a lot of people claim to love animals, but they just enjoy having animals. You know, <laughs> yes. They love the idea of having an animal. Right. Like, if she loved that animal, she would be like, hey, you're pretty much a wolf that's been des- <laughs> domesticated, and so I'm sure you're going to like meat, you know, so... Yeah. I'm not going to feed you carrots and peas for a summer or whatever. I've also heard that, like, you know, when people, you know, tend to die natural deaths. Yeah. Oh, if you've got a cat around, it's eating you. <laughs> I was just yeah. about to say, if, if you're not found pretty quick, yeah. your, your dogs, they, they don't right. wait too long before they, and we they have turn a, on the We have on a mutual friend, Josh Garner, right? Yes. You know Josh. Yes. Josh, great dude. Love Josh. Loved him ever since I've ever met him. He's And his brother, Kevin, too. Love all the Garners in Fayette County. They're great people. <laughs> Josh put an article up about how domesticated cats have eliminated like 33 species over the course of the history of man. You know, and I was just like, man, that's just what cats do. You know, they're the most efficient and effective killers the world has ever seen. And they can't turn it off. It's just part of them. Yeah. And yeah, if you die, they're going to eat you too because you're meat. And that's just what cats do, you know. Imagine if cats and sharks teamed up. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) be deadly. That'd be deadly. That's a tiger shark, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yes. So let's talk about sharks. Yeah. All right. It's a great segue. You set that up perfectly, Tiny. I feel like we're getting better. Uh, this comes from CoastalLiving.com. A new study suggests that sharks might prefer jazz to other types of music. So, up well, here. I personally have always felt sharks were very pretentious. Yeah, so it true. makes perfect sense. That's true. They do kind of look down their nose on everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh, up here on dry land, our Spotify play playlist might, which Earth Oddities <laughs> available, available on Spotify. Available on Spotify. You know, there's another study that came out that said uh, sharks prefer Earth Oddities <laughs> podcast right. to other podcasts. <laughs> 
Um, our Spotify playlist might be filled with a mishmash of Jimmy Buffett, Alabama resident, and Justin Timberlake or Bruce Springsteen and Katy Perry, which, I, I mean, if you got that combo <laughs> on your thing, yeah. I don't know. Uh, under the sea, however, musical tastes are a bit more discerning, at least if you're a shark. According to research out of Australia, sharks seem to be particularly drawn to the rhythm, rhythms of jazz music more so than the structured sounds of classical. Hmm. But don't expect Jaws to be donning a fedora and sipping sidecars anytime soon. <laughs> the study conducted by researchers from Sydney's uh, Macquarie University was intended more to determine whether sharks could associate artificial sounds with food rewards. For the experiment, scientists trained Port Jackson sharks to swim to one end of the tank for a treat whenever the sounds of a specific jazz ditty played through underwater speakers. Five sharks learned to associate the music with food. However, when the same experiment was conducted with a classical tune, the association didn't stick. Sharks seem to be stumped by sounds of classical. Sorry, Mozart. <laughs> Despite the amusing influences we can make, or I'm sorry, amusing inferences we can make over the musical taste of sharks, the research is more importantly a step forward in understanding the cognitive abilities and personality differences in sharks. Sharks are generally underestimated when it comes to learning abilities. Most people see them as mindless, instinctive animals. However, they have really big brains and are obviously much smarter than we give them credit for, says Katerina Villapuca, the lead author of the story. Gaining a better understanding of this will help grow positive public opinion of sharks and may shift public and political will towards their conservation. So, sharks like jazz. That's all we all need to know. I just wonder what kind of jazz they play. Was it like Kenny G jazz or was it like, you know, Duke Ellington? And I don't know enough about the, jazz oh, to really comment. I'm a big jazz fan. Big yeah. jazz fan. So, that's what I was saying. All right. I've been, oh, I hope they don't listen. So, I've been listening. I've been working at the store we've just opened up mm -hmm. and uh, there's a Bluetooth speaker. People, we can play music over our speaker. Mm -hmm. And I don't play any, you know, like, the people I'm working with aren't going to like the Grateful Dead, and our customer <laughs> base is not going to like, right. you know, Grateful Dead. But they play what they call as jazz over the speaker. But it is really like grocery store music. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it sounds like. But they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a big jazz fan. I'm like, well, let's put on some Thelonious Monk or uh -huh. Charles Mingus or whatever. And they're like, oh, I don't even know who that is. And I'm like, well, you're an imposter jazz fan, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, like... uh you're not listening to jazz. You're listening to Kenny G, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's what I was wondering. I was curious. I wish I knew what ditty they would play. I bet a, sharks come. <laughs> a, shark, a shark would have sniffed them out a mile away. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would have been dead in the water. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to do this story, and then we're going to get into talking about who the real predators of the sea are. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> but, but real quick, just because I teased it earlier, a man's arm is still missing after he was thrown 300 feet in a high-speed motorcycle crash. Oh. This story is pretty scary. Yeah. A man's right forearm was severed after he crashed his motorcycle and was thrown over 300 feet early Thursday morning in a drag racing incident in Tom's River and his limb has still not been found. Mm. I can tell you what happened to it, but I'll let you finish with the story. <laughs> okay. Ronald uh, Vanarsdale, 36, of Tom's River, 
survived the crash after Toms River Police Sergeant Ed Mooney applied a tourniquet where the arm was lost just below his right bicep and was able to stop the bleeding, a release from the department said. Uh, Varnsdale was flown to Jersey Shore uh, University Medical Center in Neptune, where emergency surgery was performed. He was in the intensive care unit in stable condition Thursday night, police said. The crash occurred at 12.46 a.m. on Route 37 near the J. Stanley Turney Bridge, which connects Toms River with Pelican Island in the Barnett Bay uh, witnesses told police that multiple motorcycles were drag racing when Barnsdale crashed. His motorcycle was found over 760 feet from where the crash occurred. Wow. So he was probably moving. Yeah, I'm sure. His severed limb was not found as of Thursday night. But mm. The New Jersey uh, State Police Marine Division was told about the incident. Anyone who witnessed the accident or found the limb was asked to call Tom's River Police Officer Mark Natter at, uh, listen up, Seven three two three four nine zero one five zero extension thirteen thirty six. Again, that is seven three two three four nine one zero five zero extension thirteen thirty six. All right. Or email him at mnatter at trpolice dot net. So how? Well, I would assume everyone's got to be out there looking for this arm. Well, what happened is there is a husky named Storm. <laughs> <laughs> That dog has had a hanker for some meat. <laughs> and his and owner don't give him meat. That's right. He's done buried that arm in the backyard somewhere. Yeah, and they're not going to get it back from him. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened there. So, yeah. But, uh, man, that's, I mean, it's tragic. But I imagine if your arm's severed, you're like, well, you, I'm not going to do anything with it. So. Uh, let's call off the search, guys. You know. <laughs> well, I was about to say. I mean, you know, it says that the uh, the crash happened Thursday morning. Yeah. It still hasn't been found as of that night. I don't know what what the time limit is, but I would yeah. imagine you got to get that thing on ice. Yeah. It, it can't last twelve hours, can no, it? I wouldn't think so. Especially if it's being gnawed on by some <laughs> hungry husky. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> or I don't know what wildlife they have in New Jersey. I have no idea, but. Uh, you know, like a, if they got bears or something like that, it's got it. You just get out of Or it said it was on a bridge. Maybe it, it went yeah. over into the ocean. Yeah, and, yeah that's true. <laughs> and some shark swam by yeah. listening to Kenny right. G on his iPod <laughs> <laughs> and just snapped it right up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, first of all, don't be racing your motorcycles, people. This is yeah. what happens. Uh, well, if you are, just understand the, yeah, the consequences lose, yeah. that could potentially yeah. happen. Yeah. That's true. And I would imagine most people that are into doing that probably know. Like, right. Right. I'm riding a vehicle that's going hundreds of miles per hour <laughs> with no seat belt, no roll cage, no airbags. So if this thing tumps over, it's not going to go well for me. Right. And that's probably part of the allure of it. I don't know. I don't. It's not my thing. But I'm gonna anything against anybody who does that. So, but yeah, you could lose your arm for forever, and they can't even find it, so you can say goodbye to it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like I don't know what they're gonna do with it. That's my main question. Is like, what's the point of finding it? Well, maybe now that's why they kind of give up the search because yeah. they know it's pointless now. Yeah, right. But, I mean, that those first few hours, I mean, yeah, I guess know, if you can, can find it, you can reattach it. it. I mean, he may have limited mobility, but, yeah. you know, uh, now he's going to have to, you know, get one off a, a dead person or something. You <laughs> well, know? I think they they got some pretty cool robotic stuff now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's the, some of the stuff's pretty sweet. That'd be like, hey, Jerry, <laughs> squish this can. You know, you just like keep, <laughs> you know, like, I think we need a good grip on this. Lock it down, Jerry. 
or whatever. Yeah, we're not there yet, but in the future, people are going to voluntarily have their limbs severed so they can get upgraded. Yeah, right. Bionic yeah. limbs. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's uh, move on to this next story. Let's say it's and a little... Let's put in a, a warning just yeah, in case. Right, yeah. A little sensitive material. <laughs> we're going to try to keep our humor relatively... <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> I don't know. I can't make any promises. <laughs> Um, this comes from CNN Travel. So, uh, I mean, I just, I just want to just say, you know, that this is a touchy story. All right. <laughs> yes. Uh, the headline is lustful dolphin causes bathing ban on French beach. <laughs> um, watching jaws as a kid might have left you with a lifetime fear of swimming as sharks, but who knew swimming with dolphins could be dangerous. Uh, the pretty coastal village of Landevinec in Finisterre in France's northwestern Brittany region has been terrorized by a sexually aroused dolphin getting too close to swimmers. So I'd say this dolphin apparently enjoys Luther Vandross. Uh, that's the kind of music he's into. Um, the dolphin's antics got so bad that the local mayor, uh, Roger Lars, banned bathing on the Brittany Beach, issuing a new bylaw. Now local swimmers are prevented from getting closer than 40 meters to the dolphin. Because they uh, may be assaulted by a dolphin. Yes. <laughs> the aquatic mammal was apparently once known for his gentle behavior. He's something of a local celebrity on the Brittany <laughs> coast and affectionately nicknamed Zafar. But now that he's searching for a mate, the dolphin has become increasingly aggressive. Local officials uh, in, a, in fear uh, have fears that swimmers were in danger. The prefect of Finisterre supports the practical decision taken by the mayor banning swimming in the presence of the animal, which contributes to the security of everyone, including the most experienced swimmers. Which I don't know how to experience women will help you <laughs> in this situation. I mean, you are up against a dolphin. Bathers risked being fined 39 francs, which if you didn't know, that's like $45. So Okay, if this isn't blaming the victim, what is? That's <laughs> true, exactly. <laughs> don't they need to be finding that dolphin? <laughs> yes. I mean, the next thing they're going to come out and say that those swimmers were wanting it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brittany is a region of France known for its beautiful beaches and plentiful sailing and swimming opportunities. Uh, quiet Landevic Vinic is home to the striking ruins of a coastal abbey that dates back to the 5th century. Lars told the French media that he had to issue the band on August 20th in order to protect people. Some swimmers were very scared, the mayor told Quest France. <laughs> Sammy Hassani, director of species conservation at Oceanopolis, the local ocean discovery park in Finisterre, attributed the, attributed the dolphin's behavior to the fact that mammals usually travel in packs. If he becomes lonely, he will look for contact, rubbing himself against boats <laughs> or people. I have to say, that's true for me too, you know? <laughs> we all get a little lonely sometimes. Uh, I'd just like to apologize to my neighbor Ted and his bass boat. Okay? Now you've been working on it for a while. Uh, Lars said that Hassani's advice has prompted him uh, to make his decision to issue the bylaw. Others thought the ban was unnecessary. Local lawyer Erwin LaCornac told Le Telegram that the new bylaw was excessive and contributed to demonization of the dolphin. 
have to say, Erwin sounds like a little bit of a <laughs> weirdo here. Okay. Is this a, is this Harvey Weinstein's lawyer? LeCornick <laughs> <laughs> uh, has vowed to campaign against the decree, also pointing out bylaws don't exist for other creatures such as jellyfish. <laughs> Solid point. But good news for the Devendek swimmers came on Monday. The dolphin has apparently moved down the coast, meaning local bathers can swim safely. Time will tell whether the dolphin has found a mate or if he'll be back. So, just say. And I know France has a lot of, like, topless beaches and, you know... So, You're saying you might not be able to control yourself either. Well, no, I was saying a dolphin, you know, a, a dolphin has needs and you just don't, just don't want to go out in the water without your swim top on. I'm just saying. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's rough. That's rough. And dolphins are like, you know, they're extremely intelligent, and very smart, <laughs> and apparently very aggressive, you know? Like, Sexually aggressive. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I mean, like... I guess you do your best to get out of the water. Yeah, I mean, That's what you do. <laughs> I need to punch it on the nose or something. Just like, get away from me. I don't like you like that, dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, dolphins, they are the true predators of the sea. That's right, yes. You thought sharks were the problem? You can chill them out with some jazz music. You put on some jazz music with a dolphin, he's going to roll up to the beach with a bottle of wine and a blanket. Yes. <laughs> pair of handcuffs. I mean, that, you got to watch out for Zafara the dolphin. Dude is just... Uh, I got a lot of jokes I could make, but I just can't make them because my mom will listen to this. But, uh, but yeah, there's a... Well, I think I saw a report that they set a trap and they did, they did catch the the predator. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did they do that? <laughs> it went a little something like this. Police out of I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story. You want to explain yourself? <laughs> Grab that towel right there, please. Wrap it around yourself. What are you doing? You drive into somebody's driveway. Walk into their house, strip naked, and walk in where you think there's a full girl home alone. What is going on in your mind? You don't know. Stupid mistakes. Now, what do you think would have happened had I not been here and had there actually been a girl in that next room? What was your plan with the cat? The cat? The whipped cream? I can only imagine what would have been going on in this house had I not been here. So it's funny. Now, if there's anything else you'd like to say about this predicament you're now in, we'd love to hear it. And if there's nothing else you had to say, then you're free to walk out that door where you stripped naked and walked in. You can keep the towel. <laughs> Oh, gracious. Yeah, so dolphins are horny, and <laughs> if they are, you'd better get out of their path. So yeah. they're like a 13-year-old boy, apparently, and just can't control themselves. Hashtag me too. That's right. A lot of people getting that over there. <laughs> Man. So, and I'm not making light of anyone who's been assaulted by a dolphin <laughs> or anything. You know, I know that's very real pain that you've been through, so... Uh, I'm sure there's a support group out there for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Apparently, it's not safe to go back in the water. No. Not, <laughs> not in France, anyway. Not in France. So that story was brought to you, and all our stories were brought to you. <laughs> but especially that last one. By world-famous Cajun Curl. So if you're ever in the mood to eat some dolphin, cook it up with some Cajun Curl by you blended spice. They're, we want to thank them for all they do for us for being our sponsor. Uh, check them out at CajunCurl.com. Uh, you can order the spice there. And they also have the Cajun Curl uh, cutter for potatoes uh, at CajunCurl.com. It was created on Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, dolphin, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Their spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, easy to clean, and will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next tailgate up a notch into a like super duper awesome event, show up with some uh, with a batch of homemade potato chips that you made. You got Cajun Curl spice on there. You're gonna blow everybody away, and there'd be nobody that can even compare to that. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou blended spice, but their Cajun Curl chip cutter. You can also find recipes that are absolutely mind blowing. Those are perfect for tailgate season. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. Now here locally in Tuscaloosa, it's uh, available at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard and South Spinus Meats. Um, if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it today, like immediately. And all of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick to it but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. www.cajuncurl.com. Check them out. Send them an email. Get you a shipment out to wherever you live in Britain, the Philippines, um, east of Boga, Alabama, wherever, <laughs> and, uh, and start turning your dinners up a notch uh, with Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Well, we we don't have a lot of community news. We do no. have a voicemail that we teased last week. That's right. That we can go ahead and get, yeah. get to it this week. Yeah, sure. But uh, I will say, guys, um, this is y'all saying yeah. uh, this, this is, is y'all opportunity for to yeah to engage with us. Right. And if you want to, you know, I had a had a lot of interaction in the Facebook group. I will say that this week it's been great. Had a lot of good stories posted that we didn't even even get to there's just so many yeah yeah um had a guy and there was arrested for giving his girlfriend a wet willy (laughs) if you don't know what a wet willy is and you've never either bullied someone or been bullied by someone so would like to point out that her boyfriend was a dolphin (laughs) (laughs) that's right there's a whole new meaning to wet willy yes (laughs) (laughs) but anyway let's see we got this yeah, we got our voicemail, which you can always call us and leave a voicemail yeah. at 662-493-2059. Especially if you're in Sussex and you like to paraglide over yeah, people shouting exactly. profanity. Yes, I would love to hear from that dude. <laughs> yes. Fair warning, I haven't listened to this yet, so Okay. Hey, this is Johnny. Hey, uh, I w- we were telling uh, tweaker stories on the Fruit and Radio Network last night on the Iron Show. 
uh, Leonard Olivares of Getting Understanding. <laughs> he lives in L.A. He was telling these stories. I went into 7-Eleven this morning, right? And I go, I go, hey, there were the two guys working there. And I said, hey, tell me a 7-Eleven tweaker story. And they're like, 7-Eleven tweaker story, huh? I go, yeah, tell me, tell me a really good set, something that happened. He goes, oh, I got one. He goes, like, it was like a year ago. He goes, this dude just came running in, all sweating and out of breath, and he fell on the floor. He ran through the front door, and he fell on the floor. And he goes, the aliens are chasing me. Aliens are chasing me. <laughs> he goes, I just looked at him and said, dude, I got three of them. There's three of them in the cooler, man. This isn't the right place to be. And he looks he looks at the cooler in terror and runs back out the store. <laughs> oh, I was laughing so hard. It's a true story. So anyway, this is Johnny Boy. <laughs> I love Earth Oddity. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Oh, we love you too, John. Yes. And let me just say, there's a little place in Alabama called Walker County that has all the tweaker stories you will ever, <laughs> I was ever, just fixing to ask you, do you have any yeah, good tweaker stories? Well, since, say, since Johnny brought it up, yeah, you got any? I, well, I, not without implicating friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, just Google search, you know, Jasper, Alabama or Walker <laughs> County and you can read. Uh, a lot of interesting things that go down there from uh, methamphetamine addictions, uh, which is tragic, but also yes. produces some pretty funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. You get a lot of lawnmower engines stolen and a lot of speakers out of cars stolen. Uh, copper out of air conditioners is a big one yeah. for our tweakers. So, uh, yeah, I love Johnny, and I love him. Dude's awesome. I, yeah. He gives me a hard time. I give him a hard time, but I don't want him to misunderstand. Or anybody <laughs> else who sees us interacting on Facebook. That I don't mean any of it because it's hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You got written written words well, to, to say, get the tone. Yeah, of it's it. about to say you got to yeah. talk to somebody. There's a right. l- there's a lot of there's a lot of language that is done through not necessarily the yeah, words, nonverbal communication. Exa- nonverbal communication, yes, and, right. and sometimes you can miss out on that. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. So I don't want anybody to see us and be like, "Oh, those dudes hate each other." Because I don't <laughs> at all. I mean, yeah. He doesn't know how to spell Leonard Skinner. But. <laughs> But other than that, you know, that's my only complaint. And he roots for Oregon, yeah. Which I don't really care about Oregon. I mean, uh, yeah, I I'll say I just get. I was about to say, there's worse programs to root for. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. some in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, none, none with that ugly of a uniform. But other than that, I'll good. say this: I kind of miss Oregon. Yeah, yeah, ever since Chip Kelly left. Yeah, and, they've been at the bottom of the yeah, barrel. I was about to really. say, I, but they're supposed to be kind of back this year. I heard. I so, hope so. Yeah, because and I tell you what, I. You know, them having – it's. I mean, <laughs> you called it a gimmick. Can't really disagree with it. Yeah. It kind of is. But they had some uh, awesome new uniforms. I and know. I tell you what, if you didn't like it, they was going to have a new one next That's week. Right. So you yeah. didn't have to put up with yeah. it long. But uh, <laughs> I will say their old coach, Chip Kelly, got beat by Cincinnati this week. When it, you know, he's at UCLA now. So, yes. I mean, when you're losing to Cincinnati, it's, uh, it's not a good sign. No. So, I know no. it's his first year. Maybe he'll get it back up and running. But – that's tough to take a Cincinnati loss, which I will say Alabama lost. To I was Northern. about to say we took one to Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, we lost to Louisiana Monroe. We lost to uh, Northern Illinois one time, which was oh, that was so painful. I sat through that game, and oh, <laughs> it still hurts to think about. That's really got. Oh, we've already talked about Alabama enough, but yes, yeah, I remember the Northern Illinois Huskies, by the way, who are meat eaters. <laughs> they, they are. They, they are. are. Just tied all together. Not vegetarians. Not vegetarians. <laughs> You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Acast, Podcast Republic, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. That's right. We thank you so much. 
If you want to email the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. You can tweet at us on Twitter. We are at underscore Earth Oddity. Exact same Instagram handle if you want to comment on a photo that we never post. <laughs> We've been getting in touch Every once in a while we get in there. We've been busy <laughs> trying to get another store open. It's crazy. Uh, and, uh, call us again. Our we've number. got a phone number. What's yeah. that phone number, John? It's 662-493-2059. So call us with all your... Compliments, complaints, constructive criticism, any of that Tweaker stuff. stories. Tweaker stories. Yeah, <laughs> let's <those>. go. <laughs> Tweaker stories, Tweaker stories only this week. And leave us a review. We would very much appreciate yes. that. We'll read it on the show. You might even get a prize. Might even get a prize. Yeah. So, everyone, y'all have a nice week, and we'll see you next week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love you guys. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.